0: This is the Dairy Brothers Tribecast, a podcast for diehard Cleveland Indians fans, presented to you by WaitingForNextYear.com. Now, here are the hosts, Matt and Todd Dairy. Hi,
1: right, folks, another week in the books, and here we go for a Monday. It's another edition of the Dairy Brothers Tribecast. Matt and Todd with you on WaitingForNextYear.com. Our sponsors, we love them, the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein and his great crew best dentists in the country. And of course, breakingtea.com. You want t-shirts, you want gear like the uh, Sticks Tristan McKenzie shirt I rocked yesterday at uh, Comerica Park. You can get it at breakingtea.com slash dairy. Todd, uh, what a a day yesterday. Beautiful, sunny skies, hot day. Everybody in the city of Detroit uh, ascending downtown to see Miguel Cabrera hit his 500th home run instead. They were. They, they they had to endure the sticks show, man. What a performance on Sunday! And uh, the tribe takes another series. Hey, I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna kind of take a step back and let you talk about it because you were there in person. I uh, I watched it on television, and uh, what we saw from Tristan McKenzie yesterday was just you know what? Mad mad props to the kid because at the beginning of this season. We saw a kid who came up. We saw some ability, but he was walking the park, and he could never pitch more than five innings. It was usually no more than four innings. And I, and and since his his demotion, I believe, I think it was in June. Do you remember he got demoted?
1: He got demoted twice. Yeah.
0: Well, he yeah. got demoted twice, but the first time they sent him down, and then there was another injury, so he had to come back up, and he pitched and he pitched against the, uh, the unnamed team. And he pitched really well, but then they, they sent him down again. And, you know, by all accounts, everybody says, Andre Knott said it on the on the broadcast yesterday. He's one one of the nicest people in the game of baseball. So you gotta be happy for the kid. He just what we saw yesterday though was incredible. I thought he was gonna throw the perfect game. I really did. When when he got past the seventh, the one two you know, one, two, three. I'm like, he's going to do this here. I I really thought it was going to happen, but ended up giving up the one hit. And, uh, but Hey, the, the, the progress he's made is just incredible. And I'm, I'm super happy for him for now and for the future.
1: You know, we, or, or me, I, you know, I was a little harsh on him earlier in the year because I, I didn't like the body language. I didn't like, you know, he looks like he hasn't picked up a weight in his life and you know, he got sent down, and it's like, ah, let me go visit some friends in Akron and Lake County, and not report yet. And it's like, dude, get to Columbus and get to work. You know, and, and from some of the sources that I've talked to around the team, it's like, how much is he working hard enough? does he want to get better, or does he just want to throw and you know and have have the high velocity? And yesterday, you saw it, and, and like you said, I was there with with the misses and. uh uh, you know my buddy Mark, and then and then a guy from work that uh, John he was a great guy and big Tiger fan, but it was fine. He's uh, it was, he was hand selected, as you know. I there are certain people I can't sit with at a game, um, and, and he fit the bill. But it was like, man, he just he was just mowing them down, and it was just it was just electric, you know. Uh, the, 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 the 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 breaking stuff at the, at the feet of the left-handed hitters that they could not. Hold up on, and guys were like golf swinging was just sick. And you look up and you're right. I mean, every time Cabrera comes up, it's fans on their feet and it's tense and it's quiet, and they want to see a 500th home run, which is a great accomplishment. Um, you know, he's stuck on 499, and uh, that's only 30 away from, or 50 away from the uh, um, 449 uh, different uh, women that he dates but uh i digress but um you know it's like it's uh it's just an like seventh inning when he struck him out with the high heat it was just sick and he was putting on a show and the offense wakes up i mean you kind of knew when they scored six in the second and five in the third they were probably done for the day knowing our offense Todd. but uh man it was just it was awesome what a great scene and it was so fun and i kind of knew he wasn't going to do it i just i didn't I was pissed when when Castro hit the single. It's like, oh, and you're just, it's like a gut punch. But I kind of had a feeling like, I don't know, was I really going to be there for that? Like, were were we really going to have this?
0: Yeah, I really thought you were because you were there for the Armando Colorado. I was. Perfect game. I was, that's true. In 2010. And so I thought, I really did think it was going to happen when he got to the seventh. I I thought the seventh was going to be where, you know, they got a hit because it was one, two, three. Top of the order, um, but they had taken Robbie Grossman out of the game. Strikes out the Robson kid. He struck out the first. Off. It's interesting because he struck out the side in the third, and then he really got into a groove. He struck out the side in the seventh with the top of the order, and I'm thinking, this is this is going to happen. This is really going to
1: happen. <laughs> I, and you know what? I kind of I kind of knew. I just I, 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 I'm like, is this really going to be a perfect? Is this be the first time we see this since the the the, the you know. When I was eight, you were five, or I was seven, you were five at the time on that, you know, okay. illustrious Saturday evening, May 15th, 1981, when we were watching the game on Channel 43. And Len Barker my was favorites. That's, that's right. <laughs> Plays my soft favorites. But uh, I, I just, I, I wanted it for him. You know, you're counting it down. It's like, you're texting me like six more, five more. I mean, it's like four <laughs> more. Um, But I just, you know, I just had this feeling like someone's gonna. There's just so much room in that ballpark. Like how how many bloop hits do the Indians have down the right field line yesterday? You know, it was like I just had a feeling something was gonna happen. But starting uh, the
0: game. It was Straw. Was the first inning.
1: They had a right? Yeah, first
0: at bat. It was like a little blooper that dropped.
1: Boy, and can he! he had... Boy, watching him run in person when Ahmed hit the triple, and watching Straw go first to home. That dude can fly. I,
0: I do, I do want to come back to that, but just to, you know, keep going a little bit more on, on Tristan McKenzie in, in August, you know, if you go back to the beginning of the year when we, when we were talking about him as, as, you know, the fit starter basically and you know, trying to figure stuff out and you look at his, his numbers in terms of walking guys. Okay. So in his starts in April, he walked four and three and two thirds. Two and four innings, four and five innings, and four and four innings. So it was 23 strikeouts and 14 walks in four starts in April. In May, he made six starts. He walked 21 guys in 25 innings. So 14 and 16 and and two thirds innings in April, 21 and 25 innings in, in May. And even, you know, he was basically made no appearances in June, July, July. It started to get much, much better. Six walks uh, in 21 innings. But in this last three-start stretch in August, he's got 20 strikeouts and one walk in 21 innings pitched, which just shows the growth. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we were talking about this the other day. What? We haven't had a starting pitcher go seven or eight or nine innings and seemingly, you know, into the eighth mostly and seemingly forever. When was the last time that an Indian starter went eight innings this season? Well, that's remember.
1: um...
0: I don't. I don't. I don't think it's happened since Bieber got hurt.
1: I think you're. Prob- I think. Hurt. I think you're probably right. I mean, please. was into the seventh. Was he into the seventh or the eighth the other night? He
0: was into the. He was into the eighth, but they took him right. Quantrill's been
1: fantastic, days. but I don't think Cal has gotten so into the eighth inning. No.
0: Right. I'll look it up while you talk, but the, 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 these guys. It's amazing because we've been so spoiled in the last few years by our starting pitching. And these guys all going eight, seven, eight, or even nine. And so this year when everyone's going, you know, when they top out at six and these guys, you know, the relievers pitching so much. You know, but this, you know, this was, God, yesterday was fun to watch. And I'll I'll tell you another thing, mad props to Austin Hedges. What? I don't care that he can't hit. I don't. He is so good back there. He's an Dude, unbelievable framer. The, and the, how about some of these scoops he was making? He was short-hopping some of these these uh curveballs that yeah. were, you know, <laughs> the <laughs> okay.
1: the catch, the catch he made on the pop-up um behind yes. home plate. He didn't see it at first. You know, I'm sitting uh r- you know, right behind him almost like to the right. So, I'm in between 29 rows up in in section 124. So I'm in between hedges and the dugout and he didn't see it at first. And all of a sudden he gets up and and that was a tough play. Like, you know, sometimes in these perfect games, and no hitters, like even like the Mark Burley game where it was the Dwayne Wise catch. Do you remember that years ago? Sure. Alexei. (laughs) So, uh, but, uh, dude, that play was awesome. You get some mad defense, uh, once in a while and, um, no, I, I'm with you on hedges. I, I, if he's hitting ninth in a in a in a pretty good lineup, and he's given you all he's get given you back there because we wa- I've watched Wilson Ramos catch. Okay, it, it's a train wreck. Did you watch on Saturday night when the Tigers, the unnamed team, was running pretty much on every pitch? Well,
0: they knew they,
1: they knew they because he can't. He's not a good receiver. That's why that that team released him. He can hit, be a great DH somewhere. But we have a DH uh who's by the way very struggling big time but um, but you're right on hedges you know and then when yeah. he took it the other way in the uh look you know drew hutchinson Beautiful. like get out of here like you know we like even in the yeah. first inning like we don't score i'm like we we've got to get to this guy you know the unnamed team well, pushing pushing mies back to tuesday <laughs> to give the young guys some rest uh you got to you got to jump on 4a specials like that
0: We'll take it. By the way, oh, yeah. Zach went seven and two thirds uh, on Friday. Got it. So, All right. So but, that but, was... but before that, I've been looking and I've been trying to find a game where an Indian starter pitched eight innings, and I, I, I I'm I'm struggling to find one. I, I think I think it the last one. I let me see here. I think Friday, June eleventh, Savali shut out. So Savali, that's the last one. So they went, for, Savali pitched eight innings and, and struck out 11, zero earned runs in a 7 nothing win over the Seattle Mariners. Jake Bowers, Seattle Mariners, who, by the way, I just looked at the standings. Did you know that they're 63 and 56? There's seven games over that team.
1: The Mariners? I also think yeah. Bowers hits ninth. He, like, doesn't even, like, they, they DH him and he hits ninth. Um, the last I looked, I mean.
0: He's lucky he's in the majors.
1: I, I, it's still a miracle it's uh it's Hunger an absolute miracle. it's a good bit for a while
0: it was a great bit <laughs> not good great
1: we got out of we got out of the car yesterday, and uh this guy walks by us uh, in the parking lot uh first of all, I was on edge, which I know you're surprised but uh can,
0: wait hold on can we can we take a step back i wa- I want to hear about yesterday, but I also want you to tell the listeners about your experience on Saturday night. <laughs>
1: Let's go out on Saturday. <laughs> it's an old Dice Clay uh, bit. You know he's uh, he, he's a back on tour, by the way. The nice Man. Yes, yes, back on tour. Would you pay to we see under Dice Clay? You, do
0: you remember, we, you and I and Brian Agan went to see him at the uh, like the State Theater or or one of those. Do you remember that? Yeah, we saw and, him and
1: it, live. it was really bad.
0: Well, wasn't I, it? I thought it no, Did we have I, a great
1: I, time? I, I thought we walked I, out of there?
0: I, I think no, I think it was great, really. I, think, I, I remember it thinking it was great, but back then it was like it was probably 1990. It wasn't maybe? At the,
1: it wasn't at the front row.
0: No, it was not the, I wish I about when Dad took to see Laura Brannigan at the front row.
1: First concert, baby. right.: nice. <laughs> All
0: right, sorry, go ahead.:
1: That's always a great like dinner conversation with like other people. What was your first concert? Laura Branigan at the front row? What? You know,
0: did you also go with me and did did we also go as a family to see Debbie Gibson at? uh, Yes. Yeah, we did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'll admit it. Electric youth tour.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. My poor wife. My poor wife. All she wanted to do was see new kids on the block. And uh, her dad got tickets to Starship instead. That's the greatest story of all time starship correct oh, horrible. oh yeah oh well yeah. oh, oh she oh. was furious um what were we talking about oh saturday night yeah <clears throat> no saturday night i was at a grad party and they and it was like in this hall so they had <clears throat> excuse me they had the tv on with the game on it was a six o'clock start so the game the tv was on above the bar but it was like a real small tv and then I was sitting at a table with some people that had the game on on their phones. Like, they were hardcore Tiger people uh, or unnamed people. Unnamed. And uh, so they want you know, hey, when Mickey's up second this inning or whatever, so they would tur- put the game on the phone. I could see the game well enough from where I was sitting at the bar. And then the inning where we had uh, first and third no outs and didn't score uh, when Ramirez flied out and they didn't send Straw home on the sack fly.
0: That was first. Yeah, yeah. But, like,
1: I'm just thing. around all these people, and and they're all, you know, diehards. And then, you know, one guy's like, is it Dury? I'm like, oh, God, here we go. And Heather's like, just behave, please. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine. I'm fine. So when uh, Blake Parker beans Cabrera, <laughs> the whole place, because you had half the people standing around the bar, then you had other people on their phones. Like, everybody stopped. At this grad party I movie, mean, it was a taco bar, a good food, drinks, a bunch of people, you know, distance enough. It, it was it was good. They had the windows open, so it was good. But when Cabrera comes up, like, the whole world stops because they want to watch it, you know. And Blake Parker just beans him. So I just start laughing. And they're like, oh, and now everybody looks at me, you know. Like, I hit him. I didn't hit him. You know, and they're like, "Oh man, it's that's that's weak sauce, and that's BS, and blah blah." Who's this scrub like pitcher? Doing,
0: like he was doing it on purpose.
1: Come and I and so finally, you know, I'm just uh, I'm sitting there laughing and I'm just nodding my head, and then you know, this other guy's like, "Uh, uh fit, is it 53? I think it's part. of oh, 53. They should eject 53. him. They should eject him." The guy's looking right at me, so I go, "Maybe they should move his fat ass off the plate." I go. That's what you get. That's what you get. Okay. So now I'm doing. Now I'm going firing back. All right. She's like. She's sitting next to me. My wife told me to calm down. Okay. It was great. It was so funny. Probably shouldn't have used that kind of tone and language, but it was. Uh, I had had enough. You know. I'm. am not. I'm not a Cabrera fan. I'm sorry. I, I. I. You know. I respect him. The two best hitters I've ever seen live are Albert Bell and him. Uh, you know they're scary good, but the guy's got two families. I'm sorry, I just don't. The 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 guy spent the last three years <laughs> taking months off the season. Like, yeah, I'm just going to sit out. My groin hurts, and like he just disappears. But this year, oh, he's healthy, all right. He's great in the clubhouse, all right. Of course he is. He's chasing 500 homers and 3,000 hits. Guy plays every day. Where was this the last three years? So anyway, whatever. Yeah, yesterday. What's that?
0: Thirty-two million
1: two more years of it and
0: he you know, can still stick around to collect
1: heck yeah oh for sure <laughs> when you when you're sending checks to florida for for, uh, the, for the for the mistress yeah, for the mistress and the two other kids damn yeah, right you are
0: favorite. That was my favorite one. they kept showing his family, and you you texted back which one.
1: <laughs> it's true. Look it up at the Free Press. Teresa Baldus, B A L D A S. She did a great job. <laughs> Flew down to Florida, jumped over fences to try to get into the uh, into the subdivision where the uh, mistress and the kids lived. It's all. It's all, docu- it's all, it's all documented. People are like, well, don't you get off Cabrera's case? Uh, okay, I, I can't look past it. Sorry, I'm not perfect either, but you know, sorry. I, uh, can I
0: just read? Can I just read one quick thing from the text? This was on Friday night. Yeah. Oh, this is what it says. This is when Miguel Cabrera came up, and I said thirty-two million for the next two years, and he wrote in big bold letters, "Sit down, fuckface." <laughs> Back to the dugout. <laughs> I just get fired up. Here. I, a, any... Which one? <laughs> uh
1: anytime anytime we strike I, I i didn't even use that kind of language yesterday i just let out a giant giant yeah when they k'd him in the seventh cuz it, it was cuz it was something on the line i mean you're talking perfect game on the line and 500 homers on the line and everybody standing that was pretty cool and props yeah, to the props to the unnamed team's fans man they are first class some of them get on me on twitter and that's fine but for the most part you know, when I will nobody bothers us. You know, I had my stick shirt on, Heather had her Indian shirt on. Um, nobody bothers us. And, and they gave him a standing ovation after the Harold Castro hit and a standing ovation after the eighth inning. I thought that was pretty cool. Got to give them credit for it. Um,
0: yeah, yeah. You, know. It, you know what, it was a once again, I mean, I know yesterday was 11, nothing, but it was so nerve wracking because of the the Tristan McKenzie going for a perfect game but once again and again this is me and you most people aren't as hardcore as, as us but Friday night's game was another nail biter Saturday's game was a total nail biter and it's like uh, we handed that game away Saturday I felt like oh my lord
1: well Friday and- night it was 7-2 to two. And,
0: no but, but it was still but,
1: but right, and then early. and then but, but or seven to the four, but you're right, but but yeah. but still, Karen Chad gives up that you you're right. Why couldn't James just come in into a five run game, get him one, two, three, and we can relax, you're right, N- yeah, Nunez walk, right. and then nunez Homer and now it's like, all right, bases clear, no outs, and it's a three run game, you're right, you're totally right um
0: yeah. yeah, but it but you know what, Friday night's game also the the which can bring us into our next topic, so Friday afternoon. Comes across Twitter that uh, uh, Yu Chang and Logan Allen are being recalled. Harold uh, goes on the DL, and I don't even remember what the other. Oh, they sent uh, Francisco Perez back down. Uh, which we spent a nice quality chunk of time on him last week on the pod, and then he made one appearance and then was sent to AAA. Uh, that's that's another conversation for another time. But but uh, so they, they we we see on Twitter they recall Yu Chang. And I lost it. <laughs> you did. I did. I was so pissed. I'm like, you know what? How many more fucking times do we have to see this 4A guy come up and, and get it at bats and not do anything? He's the most wonderful human being. One of the great guys uh, that you'll ever want to uh, find. Appreciative of everything that he has, being in the majors. Always has a smile on his face. Beautiful swing. Great kid. He's not a good player. He's not, and no. we've seen this now for how many years? I right.
1: Mean, and this year they've given him a lot of opportunities. I know that that was that he, he was, was always first the base drum. For two months. That was always the drum that was being beaten by a lot of the prospect people. And I like a lot. I like a lot of them. A lot of them do a great job. But a lot of them were saying, "Oh, just, he needs at bats. He needs playing appearances." I think this year we've seen enough to know that it's just not there. And with the amount of middle infielders that we already have, and Owen Miller playing a ton of first base. And I'll tell you, Owen Miller hit the ball very hard yesterday. Every at-bat. So I don't know if that means it's coming, and we'll see some magic from him, and his average will go from 158 to 358. But I, I see more in Owen Miller than we see in Yu Chang. Although Friday night, oh, Yu, Yu Chang, of course, well, it's a like, triple.
0: That's where I'm going with it. Hold That's where I'm going with it. You... Don't ruin my story, S-
1: Patty. St- uh, <laughs> steal my thunder? <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, first oh,
1: time, so long so cool. time. Sorry to steal your thunder. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, so I, I, I go on this rant on Twitter, like, we've seen Chang. you, Chang. You think about how long we've been discussing this guy. You remember he was in the the, the vetoed trade for Jonathan Lucroy in 2016. He was. It was him, Greg Allen, uh, uh, Mejia, Francisco Mejia, and Sean Armstrong. We're going to go to
1: oh my Milwaukee God. for Jonathan Lucroy. Sean Armstrong
0: was just DFA'd by uh, Baltimore this week, and also DFA'd by Baltimore this week. Adam Plutko,
1: uh, Papa Plud. Uh, it's too bad about Papa because he, he's such a great guy. But
0: uh, he'll, the, the tribe will probably claim him.
1: You think? You think? <laughs> bring him back? Bring him
0: back in the clubhouse. Hey, if Brian Shaw's still here, all right. So, uh, but I digress. Uh, yeah, so, so I, I my my whole point is, I've seen enough of Yu Chang to know that he's not a player. This is all about developing the young guys. And giving them a shot. I have been waiting to see Nolan Jones up here. I know he. Some people say, "Oh, he's he's really not having. He's not having a great season. He's struggling in triple He's not. He he hasn't been that bad." Number one, number two, you're playing Owen Miller at first base every single day. Who's not a first baseman? They were playing Jones at first base. You know, to, to teach him the ropes. There, you have Bobby Bradley on the injured list. You have a corner outfield situation where you're basically playing Oscar Mercado and Bradley Zimmer basically every day now that Harold is injured. Would it kill them to bring up Nolan Jones for a week and see what happens? I just, I, 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 and, and so I'm just saying, I just look up and I say to myself, how much more do I need to see of you, Chang? Give Nolan Jones a week. Maybe he catches lightning in a bottle. Maybe he goes over 16 and you send him down, but just give me a week of him. Would, would it kill them? And then, of course, they put Yu Chang in the lineup that night. And I'm like, yeah, of course, Chang's playing first base. So he went three for four, three for four with two doubles and a homer. <laughs> you know, we had,
1: we had Ryan Mitchell, the voice of the Clippers, on about a month and a half ago. And yep. when, when I asked him about who's ready, about fifth or sixth on the list was Nolan Jones. You know, he was talking about Jimenez, he was talking about Arias, he was talking about uh, Clement. Jimenez, yeah, yeah. I mean, he talked about all those guys before Nolan Jones, and and you know, yep. it's not been a great year for Nolan. And you know, if you listen to like guys like Justin Latta and others when they say who's the top prospect on this team now going into twenty twenty two, it's probably Arias over Jones. So, and and I I I think that too. I I you know I we've we seen enough of Andres Jimenez to know he's twenty two. You know his at bats have been better. I still don't know if he's swinging the bat the way they want him to. They got him playing second base with Rosario at short, which I'm against, but that's another story. Um, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to see Nolan Jones for a while. Uh, I, and I, I don't
0: think so either. If they didn't call him up now, and then you know the the, the Indians' uh, perspective says that Daniel Johnson's coming up again, so uh, to uh, to to meet the team in Minnesota. So. You know, if they're going back to DJ again after knowing what we know uh, about him the last time around, um, well, uh, it's it's, it's it, it, I don't know. You you may be right. Maybe they give him a September call up like later in the season. But uh, and you know what, the executive producer uh, did bring up a good point, and he mentioned this a bunch of times. He's not for rushing prospects. He's like, you know, why why are we going to ruin his confidence potentially? Um, you know, he's he, he didn't play all of last year. He's learning to, the corner outfield. He's learning first base. Let's just keep him down there and let him figure it out. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah, and maybe, maybe and, Jeremy's right. And
1: Maybe's maybe right. and maybe there's a transparency thing here with the organization, which you hope is that the communications open and it's listen, Nolan. I don't think you we're probably not bringing up this year. You know, so just stay there, go to the ballpark, do your routine, relax, and play. You know, because if he's thinking I might be on that shuttle, you play differently. I mean, look at Daniel Johnson. He's he's not lighting it up at Columbus either, but they do need to see what what he has. But he's also 26, and has been at AAA a lot longer in terms of years than yep. Nolan Jones has. I mean, that's the thing. It's like you know, you're sitting at the game yesterday, and uh, one of my former students uh, was there, came down to sit with me for for an inning, and was like. How many of these guys do you think on our team, he was talking about the unnamed team, will be on the team next year? And it's like, all right, well, you know, Grossman and Scope and Badu and Haas, like you're naming a lot of guys. Like, what about on our team? Straw, Reyes, Jose, Hedges, I guess. Who else? Who else is a lock to be on our team next year? Ahmed, I guess, also, but where are you playing? Uh,
0: him? Well, Ahmed, unless they trade him because he has value and they have so many guys, so you can't really say that there's a guarantee that Ahmed's going to be right. I, I agree with you. I, you look at all of the, the lineup basically you know, all weekend, and you're like, the only guys that you know are going to start in their current positions is Fran Mille will be the starting DH and Jose will be the starting third baseman. I don't think you have – the, and then, you know, because we don't know about Roberto and his team option. Hedges will be on the team – but, you know, you just don't know. You're right. And there's so many question marks. And there's so many different guys. And, you know, Ernie Clement, you know, is he going to be, uh, you know, he had two, his first two major league home runs Friday night, same game, which is really cool. It was awesome. Happy for Ernie, your boy. Um, but, you know, there's, there's between Clement and, And Owen Miller and Jimenez and Rosario and and Arias. I mean, think about all these guys that are going to be either essentially major league ready to play up the middle, and how many guys are going to be, or even I'll even throw Chang in that mix. How many more guys are you going to have that are just a guy that are average utility type players? We need we we need more. I don't want to even go to the, uh, the... You just... You need someone who you know you're... Like Cesar Hernandez, okay? We knew Cesar Hernandez was going to play lead off and play second base. He's not a star player, but he's a good, solid Major League starter. We don't know what we have. The corner outfield is... and, and I mean, I would say straw. Let's put straw in the mix. I think if straw continues yeah, no, to play the way he's, he's played... He's, he's the center field. field. He absolutely should the center be. Fielder.
1: He absolutely so, so, should So, be.
0: so basically you don't know who your left and right fielders are going to be. You don't know who your shortstop and second baseman are going to be, your first baseman, and probably, well, I'll even say catcher. If it's not Perez, it's going to be Hedges. But that's a lot of question marks for a team which, by the way, has five solid starting pitchers for next season.
1: That's the thing is that you sit there in the stadium yesterday and you watch uh, uh, Tristan just blow, blow the Tigers away or the unnamed team away. And you think to yourself as you're sitting there in this hot sun, but it was a beautiful day. Our our rotation set for next year, because this fucking guy's mowing him down. Cal Quantrill's been balls all the. He's carried this staff for the last few months yeah. because because when you're trying out guys that you don't know, JC Mejia is he going to get through the first inning? Eli Morgan, God bless him, uh, you know Tomlinesque. I know that's the oldest bit comparison ever, but. Can he get through five? Uh, henches? you know, in, in, in a bullpen game. The one guy you know is going to go six, go seven, maybe, but, but keep the other team at bay is Cal Quantrill. He pitched his ass off the other night against a very good A's team. We couldn't score, and we get swept. Like, but he's the one guy that, boy, every fifth day, he's been awesome. So if you go got Bieber, Savali, Plesak, Quantrill, and McKenzie, And then you've got some depth in case of injury, like Morgan. Um, uh, Who am I forgetting? Um, Cody Morris, maybe Cody Morris. Um, You know, maybe Scott JC
0: Mejia. (laughs) Uh,
1: No, I. I, That ship is sailing uh, away. Unfortunately, you never know. I mean, he's only twenty-four, but still, you have some depth there. And if you need a trade for a corner outfielder, I don't know what the free agent market looks like. We know what the free agent shortstop market looks like. That's all that anybody's talking about. I could name those off the top of my head with the, you know, Seeger and Story and Correa and Javi Baez and those guys. But as far as free agent outfielders and what's going to happen with the labor talks, if there's even going to be a season next year, like what about Josh Naylor? There's a lot of guys, a lot of guys. But none of them, like you said, are who's where you go, these are definitely who guys that, that you're going to pencil in we don't we don't know i mean they've given zimmer so many chances they you know even yesterday he let off the second inning with a double and you're like oh man you know zimmer's coming around but he's 28 29 i mean an occasional you know an occasional home run that goes 450 feet and, and he had a couple of great ones last weekend but yeah. other than that it's not like consistently is he going to be a, a guy for the future i don't i don't see that
0: You know what though? I will say this about Zimmer, and I've come—I've come come around on this with him. I think that there—he, I think he's a major league player, but he's a fourth or fifth outfielder. Uh, Like if we were the Atlanta Braves and our outfield was, you know, uh, you know, uh, what's his name, Acuna and and, Ozuna, uh, Ozuna. Well, Ozuna's
1: right, suspended, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. uh, What's his name? He's on my team, Adam Duvall. And, you know, Austin Riley, third baseman, good, good player. But I think that Zimmer on a good team is a fourth or fifth outfielder. I I think that he is. uh, I I think that there's, he's a serviceable player.
1: Yeah, no, I I don't think think he's he's horrible. He's he's not horrible, but but he's
0: got speed. He's got defense. And if you, and and there's, there's use for a guy as your fourth or fifth outfielder like him, I don't want to play every day, but if he played twice a week, or once a week, and it was a pinch runner and in late inning defensive replacement. I think you could live with that. Like yes, I don't see agreed. that with Mercado the way I see it with Zimmer. You know what I mean? Um, so I think that that he does potentially have value on this roster. I mean, if 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 your roster, let's say, was was Pete, Eddie Rosario, and left uh, solid Miles Straw in center field, and let let's say all of a sudden you knew that Harold Ramirez was a regular, everyday you know, he he hit two seventy and hit twenty five homers or whatever it was, you know. I think you you know
1: Wait, you mean Big Harold you mean big you th- mean Big Harold?
0: No. I, I don't I don't know who that is. <laughs> no but no, no but seriously, if you if you had if if Zimmer was your fourth or fifth guy and he was rotating in, then I would be fine with it. I would.
1: Looking it up, Bradley Zimmer's arbitration eligible next year, twenty twenty two.
0: Yeah, but it's not like he's going to make any money.
1: No, I know. But if, they, if they're if they viewing it financially, because, you know, as you know, hashtag uh, Dolan's Cheap. But if you're viewing it that way and you're looking at the—I mean, he's 28 years old. He'll be 29 right. in November.
0: All right. Well, I mean, listen, there are plenty of other guys like him, but my point is they, they have— they're so heavily invested. Not heavily
1: yeah, invested. I, uh, I'm just looking in, at it from. They put a... in
0: the time. They put in the time and effort to 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 make him into you know for years. So
1: uh, his his OPS is actually <clears throat> over 700, which you know is yeah, my I, that's I, my I, big I, number. If, if your OPS is 700 or below, and I know Straws is actually lower, but. I'm taking Miles Straw over Bradley Zimmer. I'm sorry. And I know I read I read Zach Meisel and Jason Lloyd's piece the other day where Jason was kind of like, I'm not sold on straw yet, but I am. I've watched him parole, patrol center field, and uh, he hits the ball hard. He doesn't strike out much. Zimmer strikes out a lot, although it's, his numbers are down. Yes. But <clears throat> you know what I mean? I, Miles Straw, to me, is a ball player.
0: I agree. And I'm he can fly. Fan.
1: And he can fly.
0: I, yes. Yes. And, you know, the, 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 one, the, the one thing I heard, you know, people were, oh, Straw's a right-handed Zimmer. I, I, I disagree. No, with that. no. I disagree with that. His at-bats are so much better. Right. I mean,
1: truly. Right. And that's what you at-bats. want at the top of your order. But uh, Dairy Brothers Tribecast on a uh, Monday. Uh, Indians back at it tonight, uh, 8 o'clock against the Twins. They'll play Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday afternoon, off day Thursday, and then the weekend against the Angels. Did you realize that Sunday's a Sunday night game in Williamsport? They're playing at the –
0: I didn't because when I originally made the the ticket schedule, because they're Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday – Sunday night this weekend, but they're all in a row. We're playing the Angels on Friday night and Saturday night. But well, Saturday
1: it's four o'clock. Saturday.
0: Sorry, Saturday afternoon. Yeah. But, but so, so I had no idea. I thought I had the tickets on Sunday, and then no. I looked in, in my schedule, and there were no tickets in there. It just the Sunday didn't exist. I'm like, what's going on here? And then I noticed it was in Williamsport, which is uh, fine. I'll be I'll be uh, there Friday night with uh, Brooke.
1: There you I'll go. There. She's back. She wants
0: to see Otani, baby.
1: Dude, I love the the Angels. Are Joe Madden's just leading him off now? It's like screw it. Skim as many at bats as possible. He's pitching on Wednesday here against oh, the sucks. unnamed team, so he won't pitch
0: Too
1: bad. Uh, against the Indians. But. Um,
0: tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: Uh, let's t- talk a little bit about the Center for Advanced Dentistry. We got more to do and uh, breaking tea. What's the, what's the latest from uh, Dr. Ben and Dr. Sean? They, what do they got going on?
0: You know, I want to give you a little background, Dr. Please. Let, let, let's change it up, okay? Listen, we all know that Dr. Ben Hornstein is America's finest dentist. But, you know, joining his practice now is Dr. Sean Schlessel, who's a Cleveland native and went to the Ohio, the Ohio State University, sorry, Chair, for his undergrad studies. After graduating from the University of Tennessee Dental School, he joined one of Nashville's most recognized cosmetic and general dental practices. There he learned to perfect his craft as well as continue his education with the latest dental technologies and courses. He and his wife Alexis welcomed their daughter Sylvia and they when when that happened, they knew it was time to leave Nashville and head back to Cleveland to be closer to their families. So <laughs> what they,
1: what are you here, what are you reading the game notes underwood? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. This is like in depth.
0: Hey, uh, since since uh, two days ago, he's uh, he's hitting three thirty three. That's my favorite. Over the last three games, he's hitting three thirty three because that's necessary. Anyways, book it
1: with Sean Slussel. <laughs> that's
0: right. Listen, you should book it with Dr. Sean. You know, we live in we live in a world that has been a crazy place lately. So he and the team at the Center for Advanced Dentistry, Dr. Ben, that is, want to assure you that they have been taking care of everything in a way that will make you feel comfortable at ease. As you know, they have refitted their dental rooms and have adapted safer and more efficient ways of providing care to meet all of their patients' needs. So go see Dr. Ben, go see Dr. Sean, and again, whether it is just for the dentistry or stay for a cup of coffee, talk some trad ball, do whatever you want to do, but do this. Go to cfad.net. Check out those photos on the cover of Dr. Sean and Dr. Ben. Call them at 216-595-1710. Or, again, check them out at cfad.net. Tell them the Dairy Brothers sent you. And get that smile reconstructed. Get those teeth cleaned at the f- most fun and relaxing atmosphere that you can find in Beachwood, right off the Sugar Boulevard exit, Center for Advanced Dentistry, 216-595-1710. Zero.
1: Yesterday, I uh, was rocking the Breaking Tea gear at the game uh, to see our uh, beloved Indians get the win, get the series win, and uh, shove it in the faces of, uh, hey, we're in second place, some of the Twitter Tiger fans. But, uh, hey, I had my uh, Tristan McKenzie Sticks shirt on, thanks to our friends at BreakingTea.com. They've got everything. You looking for a Guardians shirt? You're like, wait a minute, I'm ready to get new gear. They're changing the name. Let's do it. Well, you can get the Guard the Land shirt as well at BreakingTea.com slash dairy. That's D-E-R-Y. That takes you right to the Cleveland Collection. Game ended yesterday. We're taking our sweet time. It was a Sunday. Walking out, and this guy walks up. He's like, hey, I love that shirt. Uh, I'm like, oh, thanks. He's like, that's my guy, Mackenzie. I'm like, right. I'm like, go to com slash dairy." All right, I'll do it. That's where you get the gear, Jose Ramirez stuff, the Bieber shirt, uh, the the uh, Bobby Bombs shirt when brought, I, I almost wore that one just to support our our buddy Bobby Bradley who's on the IL. But uh, had to rock the McKenzie shirt for the day he pitched, and it brought us good luck. If you're friends of uh, uh, fans of other teams, you want new Brown stuff. The new Nick Chubb shirt is out. Uh, get it at BreakingT.com/slash dairy d e r y. Do the slash get go there. That way it takes you right to all uh, the Cleveland gear. So uh, they're the best. The prices are good. Uh, and and the gear is awesome. I was so comfortable in my shirt yesterday, sweating a little bit because it was hot. But uh, I loved the, the the feel of all the shirts. Like I said, Todd's got a bunch of them. I've got a bunch of them. Go there now. Breakingt slash dairy. Um. So you know, <laughs> you know, I was watching Friday, and uh, you know, here comes uh, Karen Chack to mop it up, and you know, Sandlin gets hurt. It's like. This poor bullpen, Todd, they've done such a great job all year, and they get not a lot of run support and everything else, but it's being held together by, like, it's Class A and, like, Band-Aids the rest of the season. I mean, let's be honest here, because poor James is not uh, not the same since the sticky stuff. Uh, Sandlin, I, I don't think, would come back this year, although they're saying it's just two, to, two weeks they're shutting him down with the
0: shoulder? I think it's going to be, I think it's, I thought I read that more like, you know, three to four weeks, but... Uh, The way, when we saw that injury happen against uh, Oakland and he immediately like, you know, kind of, his arm was dangling. I was like, this is bad. I thought it was an elbow and now it's a shoulder. To me, you shut him down the rest of the year. Do not rush him back. He is going to be one of your top three guys for years to come. Why rush it back when the season doesn't, they're not making the playoffs, right? So, I, I would shut him down. As for 99, poor James, please. I have zero sympathy for him.
1: Uh, he's not pitching the, well. You know.
0: He's not pitching well. He's been terrible for the last two months, yes. And and the, 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 listen, I, the, the only thing that I will give him a pass on is this. It's stupid Tyler Glass now of Tampa Bay said it best. When they change the rules on the flight, it's going to cause major problems. And you can't just in the middle of the season say, oh, we're going to crack down on this stuff. It's so dumb. I mean, I saw yesterday when they cut the commercial, whoever the unnamed reliever was who came off, and the first thing that they show him coming off, and the first thing he does is take his hat off and show his glove. It's just, it's so stupid. And who, can, you know, so I feel, you know, I feel bad for him in the sense of, he needed that to be the pitcher he is and now he doesn't have it and he's not so he's going to have to figure out how to adjust and he clearly hasn't found that out yet uh, I want him to do well because he's on my team and I'll leave it there uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, um,
1: and then you, you watch him but
0: go ahead but the main issue without Sandland is now who's going to pitch in the high leverage situations to get to, to uh, Manuel Classe and I, I can't stomach watching Brian Shaw in these spots either. Again, since the sticky stuff cracked down, I don't know if he was using it or not. His velocity's down, he's up with everything, and he's been getting destroyed. And it's it again, Friday night, he came mm. in, tie game, yada, yada, yada. Saturday,
1: Saturday night. Saturday. Saturday.
0: Sorry, Saturday. Yeah, well, Saturday. you know, in
1: his defense on Saturday, it was not... It, it was a couple of I mean, a couple of blue pits. The pitch he made to Haas. I know he didn't look he came in and, and started the fire and, and obviously gave up a couple of runs and they lost, but here's the thing it's like, you know, you put on the show sheet, like, why is Shaw still being used in high leverage situations? Who else who else, do we have? Have who else yeah, do we have? Who else do we I don't I mean I, don't Yes, when he when they got him out of spring training and he's hitting 97, 98, seven, ninety eight, we're like, Whoa, what do they do to this guy? And yes, the pitching factory is for real. I mean, what 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 Carl Willis and Ruben Díaz and the folks down on the farm do is fantastic, and we're seeing that now with with the next guy that could be Cody Morris, who's ascending through the organization. But, um, um, you know, with Shaw, I, I mean, I I think he'll be back next year. I do. Yeah, I mean, he. But but you know, who else do you want to use in, in these spots? Well, Blake, Blake Parker. I mean,
0: uh, thing, right now you don't really have. You know,
1: to Phil Maton's gone. Um,
0: Right, and and he was basically next in line. I mean, if, if you think about it, I mean that's that's the that's the issue. Is there's, there's not a lot. I mean, they tried Trevor Steffen, that didn't work. Whitgren actually has been pitching well lately. Better, I, I, Better. I, would, I would see. I would rather watch him than, than Shaw. Shaw. Um, but it's basically right now your your main setup guys are, you know, ninety nine Whitgren Shaw, and. Parker and Stefan. I mean, right? Well, yeah. am, I forgetting?
1: am I forgetting someone? Well, right now, like you said, Francisco Perez is brought up. Uh, he's backed he's down. He's Logan Allen is on the roster as of now, but I think with Daniel Johnson coming up, and because our starters have gone pretty deep and we've got some days off coming, I don't know if they need another arm in the bullpen right what now.
0: What about Justin Garza?
1: Jay Jeezy, and he's, uh He's been serviceable.
0: What about Alex Young,
1: the left-hander? <laughs> he came in the other night and didn't do bad. Actually, he he was actually up and he was the first guy up and throwing after after McKenzie got um, gave up the hit yesterday. Alex Young got up and he was actually throwing the ball up against like the wall. So you kind of like this booming sound. It was like a padded wall on, in the bullpen. I'm like, who the hell's that? And it was uh, it was uh, yes, it was Alex Young was warming, but. Obviously, with Class A not being pitched till uh, since Tuesday, they wanted to give him some work yesterday. Um,
0: Alex Young is going to be one of those guys in like ten years. You're going to throw out the name. You remember Alex Young? I was like, I have no idea who that is. That sounds fake. <laughs>
1: it's, it's possible. I would assume that that's what they would do. Is Daniel Johnson would come up and uh, Logan Daniel, A- Logan Alex Allen John would Logan Daniel Allen Daniel, would go back right. down because you got Quantrill pitching tonight and. You know
0: they'll go deep, and you still got Garza, who can, who, who hadn't pitched. Did, did he pitch this weekend at all, Garza?
1: Uh, no, no, I don't think so, because yeah, Stephen Stefan pitched him. Saturday, and uh, so did Whitgren and Parker and those guys. Um, so no, Garza's fresh.
0: All right, so there you go.
1: But you know, that's... what else? Do we,
0: have? we got anything else we got to cover? I'm trying to think. I think I think we got, think we got it all. I know the 17 to nothing game. I, I'm just. You know, I know there were some there were some people uh, very angry about that. Uh, you know, Doctor Borland not thrilled with the seventeen nothing. Doctor Borland, Jer- Jer- Jeremy Bilsky. They said they both think they said I, I I better hear some anger after that. This was the day. After oh, the 17-0. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, but and but we said, just you know, won eleven nothing yesterday.
0: Well, exactly. It's baseball. You turn the page. Momentum is is only as good as the next day's starting pitcher.
1: Oh, there you so, go.
0: Oh, here before we go. I would like to say one thing.
1: You want me to apologize to Ahmed Rosario again?
0: No, I, I, I'm not even going to go there. I, I, he was. He had a great broad, weekend.
1: He had a great weekend. He did. He's hitting the ball
0: every day. Ahmed should be all over the diamond next year. Not at, short not at shortstop.
1: Not at shortstop. At,
0: exactly. Not shortstop. We've talked about that ad nauseum. I just want to say that I watched the Major League Baseball Field of Dreams game. It was so cool. I loved it. It just was an awesome, awesome thing. The Fox did such a good job with the overhead shots and showing the different angles, and I thought it was shot beautifully. Joe Buck, I know, I know, I don't understand why people don't like Joe Buck. I think he's awesome. Did a great job. It it was just the broadcast was great. The whole thing was great. The Yankees make that comeback only to 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 give up the. You and I were texting with our friend Seth Forrest, who's a Yankee fan. And literally in between the top and bottom of the ninth, he texted us, Tim Anderson's going to hit a walk-off homer. This was before
1: the he ninth. called it. He called it.
0: It was unbelievable. It was pretty, pretty amazing. But uh, that game was really great. It was and well done. NLB gets shit on a lot. Yeah. And rightfully so. But I think they really did a great job here. It's one of the best things they've done in 50 years.
1: I mean, it was it was needed. It was a Thursday night. There was nothing else on. I know there was a little bit of preseason football for some out-of-market teams. And, uh, you know, the Steelers were playing if you wanted to watch that garbage. But let's be honest, um, it, was, it was really cool. It was. It wasn't a lot of pitching. And seeing the Yankees lose, even though it is the White Sox, was kind of fun. Um, but, no, they did a great job. Kevin Costner being a part of it. The only the only beef I have was it took me like a while to figure out when the game was.
0: Right, same with me.
1: Like you got to by promote about it. What that Tuesday they that,
0: started promoting it better.
1: That I thing, I mean, <laughs> but, you know, I watch every Indians game, and I know that 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 if I'm watching on my uh, Fire Stick, so it's the it's the uh, it's the app. Sometimes I don't see all the commercials, and they play like these promos instead. Uh, not like when you, you're watching it on Bally Sports, uh, Ohio, whatever, but. Um, to me i would have promoted it more and better and but the game itself was fantastic and they should do it every year they should do a couple of them do one in may do one in july or, or one in june one in august whatever it is and because uh, that stadium is built it's there give it some use now don't overdo it don't overdo it but ease it in maybe a couple next summer and uh you know pick the teams you know let the cubs play there they got Tons of fans in Iowa. They got to fix that that blackout situation there. Can you imagine local, yeah. you know, local White Sox fans? Now it wasn't blacked out because it was on Fox. But the argument is, is that these White Sox fans that live in Iowa finally get to watch the White Sox on their phones because the games are blacked out. Like that's so stupid. <laughs> Lift that crap. Um, yeah. It's stupid. Um, you know. So that's cool. I thought it was. Um, I'm with you. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was great. So we'll see what Sunday night looks like on ESPN uh, as the game is being played in Williamsport at the Little League World Series for the Indians and and the Angels. I'm assuming people are going to be like, why are these two teams playing? But at the time, they figured Mike Trout and Otani and all that. But uh, tonight, uh, Todd, let's uh, go over the pitching matchups. Uh, Cal Quantrill against the Twins, uh, Griffin Jacks, the right-hander. Tomorrow, Eli Morgan and Bailey Ober. Have you heard of him?
0: Is he
1: related to Ken Ober? The late Ken Ober? <laughs> Nor is he related to Ken Oberkfell, I don't think. There you uh, go. Michael Pineda and Zach Plesac on Wednesday afternoon at 110, noon uh, Minnesota time. An off day on Thursday, finally. And then uh, next weekend, Angels Friday night. I assume that the, because now there's a day off, they don't need to start Sam Hentges. That, he that Tristan McKenzie <laughs> will pitch Friday night against uh, Jaime Berea. The right-hander, we've, we've blasted him before. Uh, their first-round pick from last year, Reed Detmers, the lefty, is up and in their rotation. He'll go against Quantrill on Saturday. And then for Sunday night, Eli Morgan and uh, lefty Jose Suarez. So a couple of lefties, uh, all righties against the Twins, and then two lefties um, against the Angels. But like how the team battled back. I mean, 17 nothing Thursday, I and mean, that series against the A's was gross. Just couldn't get a big hit. Relying on the pen. The pen blows it. Pitching to Jed Lowry, who just destroys us, and then to uh, get clobbered. But to come back and take two out of three, win the season series again from the unnamed team. We've beaten them the season series now six straight times. So, you know, Tate, put your put your second-place tweets away. Who cares? You know, like, whatever. Don't, don't get me started. But it, it, it's all good. Yesterday was sweet to be there, and uh, yeah. we smoked them, and... Now, like you said, good. let's see what we got. Let's see what we got with it some was, of these young guys.
0: Yeah. It was good because that Oakland series was painful. Those first two games, the oh. two leads in both, and Oakland just that team just. It it seems like every time you know they hit the walk off of a Class A in Oakland. Yeah. Uh, earlier in the year, I think it was like a month ago or something. That that team just. That was right
1: after break, the All Star break.
0: Yeah, yeah, but uh, it was it was a good bounce back, and I'm glad they. I most importantly, I'm glad for you that they took the series he didn't hit his 500th homer and you were there for the Tristan McKenzie, uh, almost perfecto.
1: They, the, uh, the tribe, uh, uh, Miguel, Miguel Cabrera was two for 15 this weekend against the, That's Indians. A shame. Yeah, I know well, they, sure. they attacked him. I loved it. They didn't just, you know, nitpick and everything else. I mean, the one time that they sort of were pitching him close was Shaw. And then he nearly hit it out down the right field line. But, uh, I'll tell you, there are some, there were some autograph and memorabilia slappies that I recognized that were like walking in yesterday, going right to right field, like adult guys with like, you know, a bag with them, which you're not even allowed to supposed to bring in. I don't know how they got this bag in. There was one guy that was in with a bag. I don't know if he shoved it under his uh, shirt or who, you know, who knows how he got it in. But then you know, you guys with all these baseball cards. They're not even real fans. These are like hired guns that if they get that ball, they're going to go in that back room with Cabrera later and tell them to sign 50 cards. Um, it's crazy. All right, brother, another week, a uh, good one, and we'll see how this week goes.
0: Uh, yes, sir.
1: <laughs> Matt and Todd with you, Dairy Brothers Tribecast from WaitingForNextYear.com. We'll see you next week.